pain is some serious business. It ain't everyone who knows what to do about it. Now I hear there's a podcast just about this. It doesn't talk of pain alone, but other interesting things distracting the mind from it. So I suggest you tune in to Outsmart the Pain and listen to what Karsten has to say about it. Get ahead. Get it done. Listen to the podcast and maybe change your life or someone else's. Hi, and welcome to today's solo episode. That is, an episode where I don't interview someone else. And, just like all my other episodes, the subjects differ a lot, so you can never guess what the next episode will deal with, unless I tell you beforehand. And, by the way, please send me feedback on my episodes. What do you think? Anything good? Anything bad? Is there anything in particular you would like to hear about? Or maybe you know someone who really should be a guest here. Just drop me a line at karsten at karstenalbeck.com. Listen to this. Just drop me a line at karsten at karstenalbeck.com. So, what will we talk about today then? I will talk about the COVID infection and its relationship to pain. I will speak about what research and clinical findings say about it and a bit more on a practical view from my perspective. What do I see in my clinical setting at the hospital? And how is pain caused by the COVID infection actually treated? Stay with me for this exciting episode of Outsmart the Pain. So, the COVID virus. Everyone has some kind of relationship to it. Some people have unfortunately lost a beloved one due to this virus. Some know people who got really sick and maybe you yourself have suffered in some way. We also have different views on what we think about it and what we should do about it. Restrictions, tests, face masks, at least in Sweden that has been a quite big question, vaccinations gatherings, etc. It affects us all in some way, and it is not over yet. I said some episodes ago, or maybe it actually was my newsletter I mailed to interested people, I don't remember, I said that I believe there will be another wave after summer, when everyone thinks it's over. But vaccination rates will be lower, the weather gets colder, and people come back from vacation and other activities where people meet. As of now, figures are rising worldwide regarding both cases and deaths. So, it does not really look promising. The good thing, most probably, is that not as many people, or at least a smaller proportion of people getting sick, will need to be admitted to the intensive care units, and not as large a percentage will die. But again, if a lot more people get infected, the actual number on deaths will rise as well, even if the percentage is lower. 
On the other hand, regardless of deaths or ICU hospitalizations, there might be another big load on the healthcare system where we already see difficulties in having enough people working. And not only regarding taking care of COVID sick people. Resources have been used for this virus since 2019 and other interventions have been put on hold. That means people are standing in line to get other things done. That knee or hip replacement, checkups, other non-vital surgeries, ordinary visits to a physician, etc. Personally, I fear that people think that healthcare will just work its way back to normal and if it's hard, society may add more funds, that is money, to the system. But if there is not enough people out working, this will really be hard. On the other hand, I think there are few jobs that are so rewarding as working with people within healthcare. So hopefully we will still see people wanting to study to become nurses, physicians and other healthcare professions. So we have not seen the end of these Covid times, I am afraid. So even if I don't believe my words will change anyone's behavior, I will still say this. Try to keep your distance. And if you cannot do that, use face mask, get a vaccine and take care of each other. But this pod sometimes is about, believe it or not, pain. So what about the COVID infection and pain? For the ones who have listened to the first episode about pain or have read my book, you already know there are different types of pain and it has nothing to do with intensity since pain is depending on who has it, but it has to do about the mechanism, what type of pain is it. Let's say you have been staying for a long time at the hospital due to your COVID infection, maybe even at the intensive care unit. During this time you got a pressure wound which healed slowly and gave you a lot of pain and the pain is still there now, although your wound pretty much is gone. Then that persistent pain is definitely COVID related because you got it during your COVID care, but it is not the virus itself which caused it, obviously. The same goes with other complications during care. In these cases it is quite straightforward and the virus issue has no bearing. Some patients with severe COVID infections could get other diseases as well. The literature describes Guillain-Barré, which is a neurological disorder, and also myelitis and stroke. These different conditions need to be addressed for their pain, but the pain is not different because you had the virus starting it. Someone getting a myelitis or a stroke not related to a COVID infection could have the exact pain. So in this case, we of course still need to know how to treat the pain, but we do not need to take any extra measures just because of the COVID virus. But then we get to the more intriguing stuff, the generalized pain. Many reports describe people getting widespread pain after a COVID infection. You probably heard about long COVID symptoms like respiratory difficulties. Not at all as common, but still out there seems to be widespread pain. 
We do not know exactly why some people get this, but since anatomical cadaver examinations have shown that the COVID virus spreads throughout the whole body, including the brain, the step is not very far to understanding why you could have generalized pain all over your body after a COVID infection as well. But even before the COVID came around, there were people who got the same widespread pain after other viral infections like the EBV, the Epstein-Barr virus. And we know that the body heals from the virus itself most often. We all go through several virus infections every year with all colds, the flu, etc. So when the body has no active virus left, you could still be left with pain. So the virus, most probably, regardless of which type, starts the pain and then it is still there when the virus is gone. So right now, the evidence points us toward the fact that the COVID virus can start a persistent pain which can be widespread throughout the body, but it does not differ from other types of widespread pain. The only difference is that it was started by the COVID virus, but that does not have anything to do with the treatment. So, how do you treat the pain then? Well, if you have excluded that there is no specific nerve you need to address with neuropathic pain treatment, you treat persistent pain with physical activity. And mental too, for that matter. Inactivity almost always increases pain. If activity and maybe pain rehab is not enough, you might want to try some medication. But in the case of persistent pain, including post-COVID, be careful with medication used for acute pain disorders. Most certainly anti-inflammatory drugs and paracetamol, acetaminophen, will not help. Even more so, I strongly discourage anyone to use an opioid on a pain condition like this. It almost never works in the long run, so try to avoid this with any means possible. And then we have all these people who already are in pain and do get a COVID infection. Some of these patients get more pain, a lot more pain, and become much worse because of this. But this is just like getting more pain after surgery if you already are in pain. It is the stress of the so-called pain system which makes it not being able to take care of the new pain as well. So there should be no surprise that anyone with persistent pain can become worse after a COVID infection. But the treatment is the same. Activity, physical and mental. If any medication, it needs to raise the noradrenaline or norephedrine, which means we use certain antidepressants for this. It might seem like the easiest solution, but it of course goes with side effects. So my advice is to try avoiding pills if you can. There are most certainly other ways. And if you need medications, try as low dose as possible. And then, talking about all these things, do I have any clinical findings to support what research and other clinical colleagues report around the world? Again, it is always important to know that reports from single physicians do not need to be the truth. Often you remember what you want to remember and forget the rest. 
just like I always remember when I see a BMW which does not use its turn signals, but I probably forget every time I see someone using it, although I doubt it. Still, if a physician says stop eating bread will ease your stomach pain, he or she probably had someone who stopped eating bread and got better. But, on the other hand, I guess that physician has a lot of patients eating bread without stomach ache and some who don't eat bread and still have their pain. So you always have to balance random advice or thoughts with early observations that could be fruitful in the future. And my own thoughts are that physicians are very good at not saying too much and raising an alarm when they really notice something worth reporting. And now I am talking physicians. I haven't even gone into the mumbo-jumbo substances sold at stores with miracle results or influencers saying their own personal belief about the medical treatment for instance and people follow that advice blindly. But again, that was not today's topic. But with all these caveats in your head, what have I seen in my work? Well, I have seen patients who got nerve damage or pressure wounds after critical care during COVID. Although when everything else seems to have healed, there is still pain left and the pain needs to be addressed. And I haven't even started talking about the stress, anxiety, sleep problems and maybe depression which might follow this pain because of your life both at home and at work not functioning anymore. Also. I have seen patients who have been totally healthy before getting a severe COVID infection and then get a generalized pain. For all these issues, pain is treated just like ordinary persistent pain. What I haven't seen at my clinic is mild COVID without hospital care that started a generalized pain. It seems you really needed to be sick, similarly to the flu. You can feel really bad and get ache in your whole body, but it doesn't stay. And then there is a larger group, which are the people already with persistent pain who get the COVID infection or sometimes after the vaccination. They get worse in their pain. Not all patients, but some. And here I usually try to point out that this is a dip in the curve, so to say. Nothing in the body is destroyed and you will get better, but it might take time and it might take longer than you think. Sometimes medication could help, but most important is to keep that physical and mental activity going. And finally, just some words about medication. Are there any that should be used when you get pain because of COVID? First you need to know what type of pain it is. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, listen to the first episode about pain in this pod or read my book. But you need to know if it is muscle, skeletal or joint pain. If it is nerve pain or only, so to speak, persistent pain. You need to address these pain types specifically. If there is nerve pain, one type of medicine might help but not at all against joint pain. And persistent pain needs noradrenaline increasing medicine, which is seen in some antidepressants. Although we do not treat your mood, it can help the pain. Be very, very careful with opioids, including morphine and oxycodone, against pain related to COVID and especially persistent pain. 
you will most certainly get some relief in the beginning, but the long-term effects of opioid treatment is really not worth it. Stay out of opioids unless your physician specifically tells you it is okay to continue and you trust that physician, of course. With these words, I hope you got a little bit wiser. Don't put pain somewhere in a dark corner where no one cares because it's just a symptom. If you understand why you have pain, you can treat it better. It is not strange that you get it after a COVID infection, but it could take time to get better. And the treatment is the same as with regular persistent pain. Now then, I hope you stay healthy and hope to talk to you next week. Stay safe and listen to me for the next episodes to come, please.